Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to a Mina Minute. If you're new, click that follow button or subscribe button. And if you are not new, welcome back. I know it's been a couple of months, but as you know or may not know, I have gone through plenty of transitions in the recent months. I had a baby, I moved to Egypt, and I'm also going to school to learn Arabic and Quran. I'll give y'all the tea on another episode, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, I can't believe this is season two of my podcast, and I've seen so many positive reviews and ratings, and I want to thank you all for the feedback. May Allah bless you and your families, and may Allah allow me to continue pushing out great content for my listeners. I mean, so let's get into it. Today's podcast is for my girlies trying to get married. As someone that has been divorced and now remarried, I like to think I have a good insight on the process from the mistakes I've made in the past and also from experiences shared by other sisters. So from all that, I have formulated Mina Muslima's top 10 tips on how to get married as soon as possible. So tip one, strengthen your relationship with Allah. This step is very important and can be achieved in various ways. Reading Quran, increasing your knowledge on marriage in Islam, praying Sunnah prayers, waking up for Tahajjud and praying Witr before you sleep. These are just a few examples. The reason for this is because we know that everything we do should be for the sake of Allah. And when we do not center Allah in our hearts, then it will be easy for Shaitan to mislead us and trick us into sin out of desperation for what we desire. Let me run that back for you. I said, if we do not center a law in our hearts, then it will be easy for shaitan to mislead us and trick us into sin out of desperation for what we desire. Now, that doesn't mean what we desire is always haram, but it can be achieved in a haram manner. For example, getting married. There's a halal way to get married and then there's a haram way to get married. And if you don't center Allah in your heart and understand that you should be doing this for the sake of Allah, then shaitan can get you to do things in a haram manner. Getting married without a wali. Having relations before getting married. All these things can happen, but they shouldn't happen. And the way to avoid that happen is, number one, strengthening your relationship with Allah. Step number two. Evaluate your relationship with yourself. This includes figuring out what your mental status is. Are you depressed in any way? Do you have anxiety? Are you crazy? Are you toxic? This is important because you don't want to get into a relationship, let alone a marriage, without seeking professional help for these issues. Which brings me to my next tip. Work on your character flaws. That's tip number three. This means going to therapy, reading, and researching on how to be a better person and a better Muslim. How can you expect a healthy relationship if you aren't already working on improving yourself while you are by yourself? As a woman, because this video is for my girlies, looking to get married, if you don't know how to cook, this is a huge character flaw. (laughs) Even if you aren't married, you should be able to cook yourself a decent meal that is nutritional and also satisfying. If you are having trouble thinking of any character flaws, reach out to those that are close to you that can be trusted to be honest with you. For example, a sibling, your friend, or even your parents. One character flaw I had that my mother helped me realize was that I always think I know everything. 
And then also that I can sometimes have a smart mouth. I'm still working on these things, but what I've done to work on them is one, don't speak without knowledge. And two, think about the consequences of what I say and know that the angels are writing down the words that come out of my mouth. Tip number four, understand your non-negotiables. For some women, this could be no co-wives. For others, it could be vacations at least once a year. Whatever it is, make sure you write them down and document them. The list of your non-negotiables will come in handy when you start having sit-downs and it helps you remember what you want in a relationship. And also it comes in handy when writing your nikah contract. The reason this is important is because we as women sometimes tend to conform to a man we are not even married to yet because we have romanticized the idea of marriage. So we forget our non-negotiables and end up marrying someone that we don't even like just because we wanted to be married. Tip number five, know your likes and dislikes. This tip is important because once again, we women like to change who we are because we want to get married. It's okay to like different things than your future spouse. It actually makes building the bond in marriage more interesting. I'm not sure if any of you have watched Coming to America, but if you have, do you remember the scene where he met the woman his parents had picked to marry him? And he kept asking her, what do you like to eat? What do you like to listen to? What books do you read? And what did she say? Whatever music you like, whatever books you like, whatever foods you like. And she was pretty much raised to like everything that he likes. Now, did he end up marrying her? No. So be who you are and know what you like and dislike now so that you don't end up changing yourself for a man in the courting process. Tip number six, be real with yourself about the kind of Muslim woman you are and the type of Muslim wife you want to be. If you are not a practicing Muslima, do not expect an imam as a husband. If you're looking to be a housewife, understand that the type of man that will be able to completely provide for you will be very busy, and he needs a woman that can go about her day in the home and be a source of peace at the end of his workday. Can you go long periods of time without seeing your spouse? Are you the homemaking type? These are all questions you need to ask yourself because trust and believe either the brother will ask you or ask your guardian these questions. Tip number seven, contact your guardian and communicate you are ready to meet potential spouses. It was narrated by Aisha radiallahu anhu that the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, any woman who gets married without the permission of her guardian, her marriage is invalid, her marriage is invalid, her marriage is invalid. But if the marriage is consummated, then the mahr is hers because she has allowed him to be intimate with her. If they dispute, then the ruler is the guardian of the one who has no guardian. This was narrated by Abdul-Mirdi, Abu Dawood, Imam Maj, and it was class Sahih by Albani. The reason behind contacting your guardian besides the Islamic requirement is that men respect the presence of another man. Also, if you want a Muslim brother to take you serious and also be able to weed out the brothers trying to play games, it is in your best interest to have a guardian. Tip number eight, set boundaries with potentials and fear Allah when communicating with non-maharams. This is a given in my opinion, but unfortunately in this day and age with social media and technology, it is very easy to have private conversations with non-maharam men and nobody know about it. 
In my personal opinion, <laughs> if a brother is serious, the first thing he will ask for is the contact information for your guardian and then not really contact you without him present. As a woman, it is dangerous and very risky to have private conversations with non-Mahara men because it could easily ruin your reputation. Your chastity and honor can also be easily questioned. This is why it is important to keep conversations without a mahram to the bare minimum, and the conversations that you do have should not be inappropriate in any nature. Do not send pictures and do not accept any. If he would like to see what you look like, he has the right, but it should be done in the presence of your guardian and your hijab should still be on. Tip number nine, understand that no man is perfect. Now, we've all seen romantic movies, read romantic novels, where the man is everything she's ever dreamt, and they lived happily ever after with no disagreements and no arguments. I'm here to tell you that is not realistic. No one is perfect, including yourself, so keep that in mind when picking your spouse. Know that some type of compromise must be made. Do you want a husband that can take care of you but works all day? Or do you want a man that's always under you, but you have to go 50-50 on the bills with? It's up to you, sis. Pick your struggle, though. Last but certainly not least, tip number 10. Understand that Allah is in control. So that means making dua, praying istikada, that Allah brings someone in your life that is beneficial and that you can grow with. And also that Allah will keep those that have evil intentions away from you. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast today, and I pray that Allah blesses all my sisters with the spouses that they deserve. It's been a mean a minute. Now go get you your man. Okay, hold up. Now before you go and get your man, sis, like and follow this podcast. And if you have any sisters that are also interested in listening and also interested in getting married, share this podcast with them as well. But that's all I have for you guys today. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.